You know, when you hear Luva singing, it's, it's like you, you don't even sing. Um, you just listen to him, you know. I always say that Luva sings better than um, Justin Timberlake. Um, I don't know who he is, but Richard, you know, was telling me about his music the other day. Just kidding, Richard. Uh, so I want to take you today to the book of John, chapter 21. And today I want to give a little introduction about a topic that God has laid in my heart for me to share for a couple of Sundays, uh, maybe three Sundays, because I see this topic as, as a stop, something that can block your life from being blessed or developing your full potential. Uh, I think it happens to everybody at some point, you know, in their life or in our lives, and is the topic of comparing yourself to others. Let me tell you that if you live a life where you compare yourself to others to feel superior or, or to feel inferior, it's very dangerous. And you might uh, lose blessings that God may have for you. So I want to speak about that subject. Uh, but I remember that, you know, ever since I was a teenager and a little kid, I remember that I used to compare myself to others, you know, all the time. Um, I was the pastor kid uh, in my dad's church. Um, I remember whenever I saw a kid that had better shoes, uh, my dream, you know, back then was to get a, a pair of Nike shoes. And I never got them, you know. I, I used the same shoes, you know, for like five years. In high school, I used the same shoes, you know, for like three years. I will play soccer with the same shoes, go to church with the same shoes, go to school with the same shoes, and oh my gosh, long story. So I used to compare myself to others, you know, very often. Even, I remember that even when I started going to Bible school, and you know, when I started to follow the calling that God had in my life, I remember that in Bible school, there was this teacher, his name was Julio um, uh, Cesar, and uh, when, when we had chapel every day and we got together, he would preach, you know, like once a week. And oh my gosh, like I love this preacher. Like, like he was, um, the way he preached, he was so extremely funny. Like so funny. Like he, even the way, the way he walked was funny. You know, I don't know if he did it intentionally or, or what, but he had such a great, great, great sense of humor. Like I have never heard any Christian comedian compared to him and how funny he was. And I remember that I used to enjoy his messages. And, but so, one day I remember that I was listening to one of his messages and I was, I was thinking, wow, if I could only be as funny as he is, that would be so great. And I just felt, you know, this little voice, you know, from God that told me, Franklin, you're not even paying attention to the message. Um, focus. You know, you are Franklin. You have traits. You have gifts, you know, that I have given you. Stop wanting to be like Julio. Uh, Julio is somebody that I have created but you have your own things, you know, going on. So sometimes comparison, you know, that can be a, a dangerous thing in our lives. And I want to take you to the book of John chapter 21 because, you know what, if it's in the scripture, 
it applies to us. So I want to do like a little introduction today, and then uh, the next couple of Sundays, you know, I want to expand a little bit more on this topic. But I want to take you to the book of John, chapter 21, verse 15 and on. And the Bible says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will be stretched out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter will glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Verse 20. Peter turned, turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, look at this question. What about him? Jesus answered, if I wanted him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumors spread among the believers that this disciple will not die. But Jesus did not say that he will not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive I, until I return, what is that to you? Let's pray. Father, uh, uh, we thank you for, for this time, Lord God, and I pray today, Lord God, that this topic uh, will be a, a step of change in our lives, that we will be very careful, Lord God, when we compare ourselves to others, um, that we do not live a life where we focus on, on the successes or the failures of other people, that we focus on the plan that you have for us. Just like you told Peter, Peter, what is that to you? Just follow me. Uh, Help us to do the same today, Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Do you know that one-third of Americans in the United States feel very unhappy with their lives? That is, 300 million Americans in the United States are very dissatisfied with their lives. Why? Because a lot of people fall into the mistake of comparing their life to others. People, a lot of people compare how successful other people are and they feel inferior. And then a lot of people also compare how successful they are in comparison to other people so they feel superior. We live in this culture, you know, where we're always comparing what we have. We're always comparing what's going on with what's going on, you know, with somebody else. I love the scripture in the Bible because the, the scripture starts with a conversation where Jesus is asking the apostle Peter, Peter, do you love me? Three times. 
And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And the third time, you know, Peter gets a little frustrated and, and really sad and disappointed. And he says, Lord, you know all things in the world. You know that I love you. Why are you asking me again if I love you? And Jesus said, well, I, I, if you love me, please feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. But, you know, the, the conversation continues going on. And if you read with me uh, in chapter 20, uh, actually verse 18, Jesus starts telling Peter about the future that he was going to have. Peter, at the end of his life, he was also going to die crucified. Uh, and it's very, very beautiful because, you know, the Bible doesn't say that the death of Peter is a lack of deliverance, of deliverance from God. Uh, the death of Peter is not seen like that, but the Bible says that with the kind of death that Peter was going to glorify God. If you read with me, uh, verse 18, Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dress yourself and you were what you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. So look at this conversation. Peter and Jesus are talking. It's a very good intimate conversation. And Jesus is asking Peter, hey Peter, uh, do you love me? Peter says, oh yes, Jesus, of course I love you. Okay, um, Feed my sheep. So Jesus goes again. Uh, so Peter, do you love me? <laughs> yes, Jesus, you know I love you. Okay, uh, feed my sheep. Peter, do, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, yes, Jesus, you know I love you. Why do you keep asking me? Oh, and, and then they continue walking and Jesus said, okay, Peter, the reason why I'm asking you if you love me, it's because when you were younger, you used to go to the places that you wanted to go. You dressed the way you wanted. You wanted to say the things that you wanted to do. But at the end of your life, when you get old, you're going to die a terrible death. And this is the conversation that is happening between Peter and Jesus. And I want you to see verse 21 because this is where our topic for today starts. Verse 21 says that as they were having this conversation, when Peter saw him, Actually, if you keep reading from the verse 20 to 21, uh, when Peter saw him talking about John, he asked, Lord, okay, I'm going to die, but what about him? How is John going to die? Am I going to be the only one who's going to die? Remember, Peter, um, maybe Jesus, you know, was dealing with two different things in Peter. The first one could have been that Peter, because Peter had denied Jesus, for fear of being murdered like Jesus, uh, Peter denied Jesus. But after the resurrection, the, the faith of Peter, you know, grew up so much. And maybe he was not afraid of death anymore. Because Peter would have said, if he had been afraid of death, he would have said, oh God, I don't want to die. Please, you know, uh, do something else with me. But I don't want to die. That is not the emphasis of Peter. Peter is no longer afraid of dying. But the answer from Peter to the fact that Jesus is saying at the end of your life, you're not going to do what you want to do, but somebody else will do what you don't want to do, meaning you will die a horrible death. Peter is not making a big deal of that. 
So what Peter is saying in verse 21 when Jesus said, oh, by the way, you're going to die a terrible death. So verse 21, John is hanging out somewhere. The Bible says that John, you know, was following the conversation that Jesus and Peter were having. And when Peter heard that, he turned around and he said, Lord, but what about John? How is he going to die? What's going on with him? And then Jesus said, well, if I wanted him to live until the day I come, what is that to you? Like Jesus saying, so Peter, what do you mean what about John? We're talking about you. We're talking about the plan that I have for you. Why do you, why do you want to know what the end of John is going to be? If I want him to live until the day I come, if I want him to live like 2,000 years or more until I come, what's the big deal? Why are you focusing on what's happening in his life? And then Jesus said, I love the way that Jesus said it because Jesus said, you must follow me. Focus on me. And that is the question that many of us, you know, we continually ask ourselves. We are always comparing ourselves to other people. We are always comparing how successful other people are or how less successful other people are. We're always comparing, oh, he has a better car. I should have a nicer car too. Or he has a better house. Or he has a more beautiful spouse. Or she has a better looking spouse. Or, or they have children, beautiful, and I don't have any children. Or she seems to have a good job, and why I don't have a good job, God? What's going on with me? And then you start feeling guilty because you feel that because you don't pray enough or you're not spiritual enough, you're not being blessed. And let me tell you, with appearances, appearances lie. Just because you see somebody being very successful and gaining and getting all these things... That doesn't mean that they are completely, completely successful. That is what you see, but you don't see the pain that that person might be going through. You may see somebody who is less successful than you, and you probably feel sorry for them, but you don't know how happy that person is inside of her life, his life, because maybe material things is not the way that God judges success. Remember that what happens inside of you it's more important to God than what happens to you. So in other words, when Peter was talking to Jesus and Peter asked, so Jesus, what about John? How is he going to die? The translation, let me give you the translation. What Peter was asking Jesus is, Jesus, tell me that John is also going to die like me or that he's going to have a worse type of death so that I can feel better about myself. And Jesus responds, what is the big deal? Why are you paying attention to what's going on with him? You just must follow me. So comparing, it's very dangerous. And I want to share with you a couple of things that comparing to others can do, the type of damage that it can do to your life. Comparison can ruin your future and your present because comparison produces two things. Number one, inferiority, inferiority, and number two, superiority. You either feel inferior to others or you feel superior to others. In other words, you are either insecure about your life or insecure about what God is doing in your life or maybe there is pride in your heart. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that fall, that pride becomes before the fall. So when you compare yourself constantly to the house that somebody has, the car that another person has, uh, the health that another person has, the type of job that another person that has, 
you're either feeling inferior or you're feeling superior to that person. And we have to be careful with that because what Jesus told Peter said, Peter, what is that to you? If you read with me in verse 22, Jesus answered, if I want him to remain until I leave or until I return, what is that to you? And Jesus says, you must follow me. In other words, start focusing on what God can do in your life, what God is doing in your life, and stop feeling inferior, stop feeling superior, because none of those things belong to God. Remember in the very, very, very beginning of the story when Lucifer, you know, was an angel, you know, in heaven. And the reason why God kicked out Lucifer from heaven or out of heaven was because one day Lucifer looked at God and he said, I can be in that place. Because he was feeling inferior. He had pride in his heart. And as soon as that happened, you know, the Bible says he was kicked out of heaven so we have to be careful you know when we start comparing ourselves comparing ourselves to others because it could be insecurity you're not sure about what God is doing in your life and let me tell you the Bible is full of promises for you if you focus in your life God will meet you where you are right now, no matter where you are. Maybe you have the best job in the world right now, and you are super happy, but God wants to give you more. God wants to take you to higher levels. Or maybe you're not doing so well right now. You desire a better job, a better situation. God can meet you right there. But the focus of this scripture is that you fix your eyes on what God can do in your life. That you fix your eyes on what God is doing in your life and you continue to follow him because the Bible says that for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to make you happy, plans to give you the future that you desire, not to harm you. The Bible is full of promises, but if you continue your life comparing yourselves to others, that can be a little dangerous. You know, it happens Sometimes it also happens with pastors. Uh, I, I joke around, you know, with Pastor Henry a lot about this because when you go to pastors' meetings, the, the first question, you know, some pastors ask is not even, hey, how are you? No, the first question they ask is, hey, how many people do you have in your church? That's like a very common question, you know, among pastors. And I always say, well, the last time somebody asked me that question, um, I was in the city of West Covina and somebody asked me, hey, how big is your church? And I said, oh, my gosh, my church is like 150,000 people. And he started laughing. And he said, no, I'm serious. How big is your church? Yeah, 150,000. No, no, no. How, for real, like how many people do you have? How many people do I have? Well, uh, my church is the city of West Covina. That's where I'm preaching the gospel right now. So I have 150,000 people. So I think he kind of understood that, you know, that was not a big deal for me. Numbers. Appearance doesn't really tell you that much. You must focus your eyes on Jesus. So it's very dangerous because you can feel insecure or you can have pride in your heart. And the second thing that feeling inferior or superior can do in your life is that it produces a resentment towards God. If you don't stop the comparison in your life, you're going to start getting bitter and you're going to start feeling a little angry and upset because you're going to start asking questions like, oh, 
God, okay, she's getting this. Uh, everything is going so well with her, and she just got saved about six months ago. And I've been a Christian, you know, forever. I give my tithes. I do my offering. I, I go to the life group. I sing in the worship team, and I do so many great things. And why is my life not as good as the one that she has? So comparison can produce resentment towards God, and that is not good. Not only that, but when you are comparing yourself to others, resentment can be not just towards God, but you start resenting other people. You start resenting the success that other people have. So that's why Jesus turned around and he said to Peter, Peter, why are you asking me about John? What, 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 what does our conversation have to do with John? What does me speaking to you about whether you love me or not and how the end of your life is going to be has to do with John? Why is your focus on John? Jesus said, you must follow me because I am working in you. I am dealing with you. I am changing things inside of you. And you are going to glorify me at the end of your life. Jesus said, you must focus on following me. So if you feel today dissatisfied in your life, if you feel unhappy in your life, I will encourage you these couple of Sundays that are coming that there's things that we need to do so that we reduce or we get rid of that sense of dissatisfaction because the plan that God has for our lives is full of promises, but the first step is Focus on following Jesus and what he is doing in your life and not what God is doing in the lives of others. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today, Lord God, for how awesome you are, how great you are. Bible says, Lord God, in Psalms 37, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Lord, there's promises when we focus on developing a relationship with you and following you. You told Peter, Peter, what is that to you when Peter compared the end of his life with John? Uh, maybe he was comparing himself. Maybe he had issues of comparison. Lord, and I pray right now, Lord, as we uh, study these topics, Lord God, this couple of weeks, I pray, Lord God, that we will focus on the plan that you have for us, that we will focus on the promises that you have for us that we will focus on what you are doing inside of us because what happens outside is not as important as what happens inside you care about our soul you care lord about the things that we need but the most important thing is what we have in our hearts so i pray right now lord that as we get into this topic that you help us that you have a great plan for us and that we, Lord, become more passionate and in love with what you have for us. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.